Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Yeah. 
do it better unto the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We have menstruals in the house. Amen. We give you all the glory. Amen. The milky stars are ready to perform. Amen. Hallelujah. Are they ready? Milky Way stars.
studied the, some of you, those of you don't, you don't do astrology, but if you study the galaxies, God created the whole universe, and there are so many planets. And one of the, one of the planets is called the Milky Way. We have the Milky Way, we have the Santorium. There are so many stars. Amen. Huh? So we are, they are called, because they are stars, they are stars in the universe. They will shine. So we call them the Milky Way stars. Not because they like, not because they like drinking milk, but they are. <laughs> Hallelujah. I guess um, today is the last Sunday in June. The place is getting hot. And so beginning next week, dress down begins next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. But once again, dress down does not mean dress naked. Please, okay? We are still in church. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to solve the heating problem. The thing about this type of old buildings is that when they absorb heat and two, they are not built with air conditioning in place. But the good thing is that, that they are so voluminous, their hot air rises. So, in a way, it's still not like being in a low building. Amen. But we'll see how much we can improve the coolness of the place. Hallelujah. But you must also receive the word hot so you don't sleep. After <laughs> when the place is too cozy, people sleep. Hallelujah. All right. Today we have a long service, so let's begin by memorizing our verse. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. But listen, I will need these kids back for the ceremony. Because the ceremony has a dual purpose. It's to also let those who are behind see the future. So please bring them back for the ceremony. Oh, can you come back for the ceremony? Julian will bring them back. Good. You become what you see. Amen. I mean, probably the little ones can be left. They, they don't see nothing. <laughs> so what age? Julian, what age? Eight years and above. Eight to twelve. Okay, so all the kids eight years and above. I don't even listen to me at all. Eight years and above. We bring them up. Okay. Wonderful. The children are not in this church for hey. The whole church is a whole church. By a blessing. Amen. They shall not be few. I said they shall not be few. I said they shall not be few. Amen. Amen, Serena. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, let's look at our memory verse. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. One, two, go. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. With the laying on of hands of the presbytery. It's very simple. Amen. First Timothy 4:14. Go. First Timothy 4:14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. First Timothy 4:14. One more.
Let's say it again one more time. So let's break it into the various parts. Part one says, neglect not the gift that is indeed for the prophecy which was imparted through the inner of hands by the presbytery. Amen. So one, two, three, go. One more time. So, take it off. Off now. Go. I will give some of you pass, but it's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is a very, it talks about how you can receive a gift. Amen. The gift comes to you by prophecy with the laying of hands. Do you understand? And Paul was telling, but not to neglect it. Because sometimes something good may be in you and you neglect it. Amen. And you don't benefit from something you neglect. Hallelujah. It's not because you don't have it, but you have neglected it. Amen. So sometimes, so we need to be conscious of what is in us. That is why the book of John says that you have overcome. And the reason why you have overcome is because the greater one is in you. The greater one is in you. So you have to be conscious of the greater one in you. So that any, ch- any challenge, let's say you have overcome the well, it means that any problem, any situation, any challenge that you face, once you know that there's somebody greater in you and you are aware of it, you overcome it. But sometimes you forget the greater one in you. So as soon as you see the problem, no, you must remember. <laughs> There's a greater one in you. Hallelujah. So Paul was telling Timothy, neglect not the gift. There's a gift in you. There is a gift in you. And that gift came by prophecy. When the presbytery laid hands on you. Hallelujah. So a sure way to receive a gift is by laying hands of the pastor. Amen. That's the reason why we lay hands. Because most of the time when we lay hands, you see, we lay hands and we speak. The speaking is the prophecy. And we lay hands. Amen. So that some impartation will be in you. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Special offering. I'll do that. Good. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful. We are entering the month of July, August. Evangelism. Soul winning. Bearing fruits. I say bearing fruits. Hallelujah. This morning I preach about bearing fruits, and I'm continuing. Because that's real Christianity. Anything else is just happiness. Real Christianity, you must bear fruits. Amen. Are you ready to be real Christians? Hallelujah. Let's read the book of Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 3. Second Peter, according, the Bible says, 
according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, diligence means attention, pay attention, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, are you reading with me? And to godliness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. You see, add, add, add to it. Okay, add. So the basic thing, you see, come. Yeah. Come to our stage, I'm going to preach with you. I'm preaching with her. Is she a beautiful girl? Very good. Sebon. Now watch. Okay. Once you this is you see, as she's here, the, you see the basic thing is faith. Okay? So her faith is maybe maybe her structure. You understand what I'm saying? Which is basic. But in addition to her structure, she has added other things. <laughs> Do you get it? If, if, if she just woke up from bed and came just as she was. <laughs> Why are you? Look, look here. Why are you? <laughs> you understand? So, as you can see, she has added to her structure this one. This is not natural. This is not, huh? It's not natural. I've gone into it. <laughs> yes. What I'm trying to say is that this is not how she was born. Huh? What I want to yes. The chemicals have gone into it. So she has added to it. Chemicals. Senapanatural. Her face is very smooth. She has added face powder. <laughs> no, it's not natural. It's not natural. She has, she's so good at it that it looks natural. Is that, so that's a, <laughs> she added to this. Added to this. So this are add on. Do you understand? What else has she added? Bijou. Bijou. What else? Huh? I'm says eyelashes. Let me see. No. <laughs> I don't know how you can see all this. 
What else? Lipstick has been added on. N- huh? Oh no, that's natural. <laughs> the nails, you said the nails are natural. You sure? Yeah, this is natural. This is natural. There's no add on. So, even though she has a basic, basic beauty, beauty, she has added on to make her look attractive and enhancing. Do you understand what I'm saying? If she came out from bed just as she was, without any modification, are you hearing me? So it's the add-on that makes the person appealing, makes the person attractive. And the Bible is saying that you have the basic faith, but in addition, add to it. So maybe this is temperance. Meekness, gentleness, so that it's attractive. So, coming as a raw Christian without adding the fruit of the Spirit makes you unattractive. Amen. Go and sit down, my daughter. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the eyelashes. <laughs> Are you hearing me? So, say, add it on. Amen. Continue. And verse 8, listen. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you. See, the verse is they make you. They make you. They actually mold you. They make you. You become something. So without this thing, you are not made. They make you. That ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of... You see, these things, when you add on to them, they make you... You you become not barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge. Just like as she has added on things, it will make her barren. They make her so that she will not be devoid of a beloved. A lot of young men are looking at her because of the add-on. A lot of young men are looking because of the add-on. Which one? <laughs> you people, you people, leave me alone. He's a holy man of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Add-on. Amen. So, so you know, no, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Continue. But he, see, this, this is what I want to preach from, but he that lacketh distance, he that lacked them. Okay, he lacked that, that, like the one who lacks the additions, the add-ons, the additives, the one who jumped out of his bed without any makeup. Come, you, the one behind. <laughs> I'm preaching with my beautiful daughters. <laughs> Come. And even as she's coming, you can see the adults. 
this is what? An add-on. What else? Add-on. What else? Add-on. Add-on. Eyelashes. The, the, the thing behind the eyes. Mascara. Mascara. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. We all know that this is not her hair. Does anybody doubt this is her hair? I said, does anybody doubt this is her hair? We all know that this is not her hair. But we like it. I said we like it. And we would prefer she put on this hair than come with her natural hair. preaching. We will prefer. All the brothers here, all the brothers here, all the men here, including Abeku, they know that this is not her hair. But they will prefer. Because this is a better experience. This is a better feeling. This is more attractive. So even though, look, a lot of the look, check all the women who are sitting by you. They are, that, what, that's not how they were born. All of them, it will, it, but, it, irrespective of their age, all of them, <laughs> young or old. I mean, yeah. So, the, so, 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 even though, look at it. Come, come here, come here, you come. <laughs> tribe that he comes from. <laughs> come, come. I know the tribe that he comes from. The genetic makeup. The women of that tribe, their hair is no longer than two inches. But look at <laughs> I said the women from that tribe. Michael, don't you know a woman from that tribe? They call what? Aha, there's something. It's about two inches. natural hair. Jeff will not have liked her. So even though Jeff knows that it is not true, she prefers it. That's what I'm trying to say. In other words, in other words, when you come as raw as you are, you are not attractive. I'm preaching. The add-ons are necessary. The spiritual add-ons are necessary. If you come as raw, I'm born again. But you don't add on temperance, patience. You are not attractive and you cannot bear fruit. Look, I know the woman from her tribe. <laughs> this is how long their hair is. <laughs> now look at it. Yeah. This one, add on. Totally add on. And we like it. All these people at the back, confused men, you come and say, so this is the one they like. Oh. Yeah. Even though they know it's not true. Yeah. Add to it. So coming raw is unattractive. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says, add to it. Add to your faith. You, you're a believer. You speak in tongues. You are born again. But add patience to it. Add temperance to it. Add godliness to it. I mean, these add-ons are not easy. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Shh. Add-ons are expensive. I say add-ons are what? I say add-ons are what? Yeah. They are costly. So, Patience is expensive. Long suffering is expensive. It requires some sacrifice. Godliness is expensive. They don't come cheap. But you have to add it on. So you look attractive. I don't know how much these ones are. <laughs> Even though they say, mm. Yeah. I mean, come on. Look at the back. It's not only black, oh, there's another color. I may compare her skin color and this one. <laughs> but we like it. It's attractive. And we'd rather they look like this than they look like. Can you imagine if she has hair like my hair? Oh Lord, my God. But without any adult, this is how her hair will look like. Put your hands together for the Lord, my beautiful daughters. Yeah. Hallelujah. So it's expensive. But you have to add it on. You have to pay the price and add it on. Hallelujah. If this is being you, they make you. If they be you and they abound, that's another word. They must be in you and abound. Abound. About, you see, the reason I can see another lady with a lot of add ons. I don't want to call her. Her add ons are too fantastic. I can even see it from here. <laughs> and, and we like it. I said, and we like it. An add on I can see from afar. Pastors have add on. Look at this lady, Pastor. <laughs> you <laughs> even the lady pastors. Look at it. Please stand up, lady pastor. Please. This lady pastor. Look. The hair. Where she comes from, where she comes from. I know the woman. The ones who have this hair, they are usually the fetish priest. We like it. <laughs> I don't. It's expensive. And I'm sure it's very expensive. Very. So, brothers, don't complain. Add on side. Sisters, tell the brothers, add on side expensive. <laughs> I said, sisters, tell the brothers, add on side expensive. Huh? Reverend Joseph, we've been paying for it for a long time. It's nothing new. <laughs> yeah. 
Hallelujah. And say, if they be in you and they abound, they must not only be in you, they must abound. You see, let me tell you something. You cannot live a life of only working with the minimum. Patience must abound. Because when your patience is minimum, it can easily run out. Love must abound. Temperance must abound. It must abound in you. So those of us who say, look, I've had enough. It means your patience was not enough. God said it must abound. Hallelujah. But he that lacketh this thing, one, is blind. Two, cannot see afar off. And three, had forgotten that he was spared from his old sins. This is, this is three things. Three things. The reason why, I'm talking about fruit bearing. The reason why we don't bear fruit, the reason why we are barren, is because the Bible is giving us the reason. The reason for barrenness. Christian, see, Christianity is not about money, shoes, and chairs, and, and castle. No, it's more than that. Hallelujah. The reason why fruit bearing is absent in the church is because of this. One, blindness. Blind. Two, short-sighted. Three, forget, forget, forgotten. Blindness. Number one, blindness. What are we blind of? What are we blind of? Unfortunately, many Christians are blind of hell. Unfortunately, we are blind of hell. We don't know of the reality of hell. Somehow, we are not conscious that hell exists. We are blind. We are blind of hell. After we are blind. The reason why we don't talk to people, we don't witness them, we don't even because we are blind of hell. The whole Christianity has been centered on the things we get on earth. That we are blind of eternity. You hear many sermons nowadays. It's about what you, what you will get. Nobody's talking about eternity. Yeah. Nobody's talking about eternity anymore. All the sermons and the messages about how to get a good job, a good car, a good house. No. There is heaven, there is hell. We cannot be blind about hell. It's real. Listen to me. If we are conscious of hell, anybody you interact with, it will cross your mind. Where will this person go when he dies? But we are blind. Somehow we can't see hell. And we have reduced Christianity to shoes, cars, Houses. Listen. Marriages. If, if, Christianity ha- if Christianity has to do with cars and houses, then, then, then excuse me to say, then the unbelievers have, unbelievers have more God than you. Because you want to talk about cars, they got it. You want to talk about houses, they got it. They have it more. Yeah. Then if that's what Christianity is about. If the church is about wardrobes and shoes. No, yes, I, I don't mind you being prosperous. But that's not the focus of Christianity. Jesus Christ did not shed his blood for you to become prosperous. He shed his blood so that sinners can be saved. Don't let us... You see, 
don't let us underrate the value of the blood of Jesus. We cheapen, see, we cheapen the blood of Jesus. When I say cheapen, you understand? We cheapen the blood of Jesus when we bring the church only to shoes, cars, houses, marriages. The blood of Jesus is more than those. The blood of Jesus has to do with your soul, not your shoe, your car, your wife. It says we are blind. They are blind. Hallelujah. Yeah. They are blind. The short message I'm preaching to you. Blind. The, the, you see, the church is blind to hell. I'm sorry. Watch, the, watch, watch Christian TV today. What do you hear? Prosperity, prosperity, give me, give me, give me. And they are all broke. Unfortunately, they are all broke. Because that's not, first of all, to tell you, that's not, the way, that's not even the way God prospers you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added to you. David said that surely goodness and mercy, they are supposed to follow me, not chase it. You chase it, you don't get it. You follow God, they'll follow you. <laughs> you chase it, you don't get it. Yeah. The whole church is chasing. Let me tell you something. We are entering into the month of evangelism. I want us to be conscious about hell. Hell is real. Think about your brother. Your brother. You see, Jesus spoke of the parable. Sorry, forgive me. That's why we think it's not a parable. Jesus told of the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus and the rich man. It was not a parable. You see, when you, when you, when you spoke parables, a certain man had two sons. Those were parables. But this one, they were names. It was a story. It means it's something that happened. So in the story, he talked to us about heaven he talked to us about hell. So the story of Lazarus and the rich man talks about the reality of heaven and hell. It's not a parable. Hell is real. Heaven is real. And many Christians, look, a lot of us when we wake up, we don't think about heaven and hell. All our prayer topics about my job, my wife, my child. What about eternity? What about eternity? What about eternity? What will your soul be? That's why he said you are blind. That's why, that's why he used the word blind. Because when you are blind, you can't see. When you are blind, you can't see. Hallelujah. Yeah. You're blind. That is why this side of the church should not be empty. Never. If we are conscious of heaven and hell, this place will not be empty. The amount of people who are here are enough to invite people to fill this place one Sunday. But because we are blind... He that like this is blind. Can't see. We can't see at all. Shimon, we can't see. Many a time we don't even talk about. Call for a prayer meeting and say, let's pray for jobs. It, it will be full. Let's pray for husbands. Hey, Bishop Adi told us, Bishop, Bishop Adi came to show us a prayer meeting. No? Bishop Adi said you went to a prayer meeting. Those who, who have been in church for a long time, you don't remember, but. Yes, we were praying for husbands and wives. So I didn't say it wasn't a small prayer meeting. The topic was to pray for husbands. Okay, it was a prayer meeting all night, praying for husbands. The place was packed with women. Overflow. Prayer meeting for husbands. And they no hey, no prayer, they no shut. <laughs> Majit. Majit. 
I'm collecting. Majis, I'm taking. Mikunu's husband. So I'm taking back my, I'm taking my husband. Or I'm collecting my husband. I'm collecting my husband. So, I collect my husband. I collect my husband. I collect my husband. Hey, it wasn't a small prayer meeting. Overflow. I collect my husband. But if you organize a prayer meeting and say that we are praying for souls, the hall will be empty. That is why Bishop talked about the outreach. Saturday for evangelism. Saturday for evangelism. And that is why I implemented Saturday for evangelism. And please, no ministry should dare to break that cycle. If you break it, we will just remove you. Because soul winning is prime. So if it's, your, if it's the turn of a ministry to go, the leader must make sure by all means they go. Listen to me. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. Hallelujah. Yeah. It says they are blind. They are blind. You can't see. Amen. Like I was sharing this morning. Look, look. Christianity. Okay. Christianity. Or like the, uh, to know that somebody is a Christian. Okay. To know that somebody is a Christian. Okay? Or to know that somebody is anything for that matter. To know that somebody, John, are you listening? To know that somebody is anything. It's not by how they look, because looks are deceptive. The only way you can know what something is is by the Bible, the Bible test. By the fruit. You shall know them by their fruit. I said what? The ba- no, I didn't say the Bible said it. Matthew. You shall know them. Put that verse on it. You shall know them by their fruit. You shall know. It is the fruit that tells you what it is. In other words, both trees may look like a mango tree, but, and one may not be a mango tree. One may be maybe a pear tree. But when they are growing, you can't tell. It is only the fruit that will tell us this is mango, this is pear. This is orange, this is tangerine. This is plantain, this is banana. They all look alike, but it's the fruit. So go and you shall... Uh, no, 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 no. You shall know them by their fruits. You shall know them, yes, by their fruits. This is it, yeah. Hallelujah. So it is the fruits that reveal. Are you hearing me? So your Christ, whether you are a Christian or not, I can't tell by how often you come to church, the amount of hymns you sing, how long your prayers are, I can only tell by your fruits. Because some people can be fake. People will sing, they dance, they jump, but they are not true Christians. They are all fake. Fake news. I mean, with no offense, I was, I was recently with a brother who is a, a pastor in Nigeria. With no offense. I mean, everybody's like that. He was telling us, he was telling us, he said, Nigeria, whether the person is a bishop, an archbishop, 
a pastor, a policeman, when they tell you something, don't believe it, prove it otherwise. I don't believe things. That is why God said that the only way to call something A is by the fruit. You shall know them. You shall know them by their fruit. So don't go by what you see. Like today. Back today. If you go to Fifth Avenue, there's a parade on Fifth Avenue today. That's it. Separate of people today. And if you are going to judge male or female by how they look, then you'll be deceived. Because I am sure some of them are walking there with breath, long hair, mascara, fingernails, bumps, and they are walking. And some of them have even modified their voice. And to be honest with you, some even look more beautiful than women. On the outside. Because it is how good your plastic surgery is. It all depends on your plastic surgeon. You pay a good plastic surgeon, you look good. They can make a man look beautiful like a woman. So if you are going to go, go by what you see, then today you'll be deceived a lot at Fifth Avenue. Modifications. And even the way they hold it, the bag. Somebody give me a bag. How do they hold the bag? Serious message. As I said, so, so what I'm trying to say, if if all if you're going to go by what you see, then be prepared to be deceived. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God said, look, the only way you can tell anything is by the fruit. So even though they may have long hair, they may have done plastic surgery for their breast, done silicone implants for their backside. One thing they cannot do. They cannot get pregnant and give birth. The fruit they cannot produce. So at the end of the day, the whole he-she argument boils down to can you be pregnant or not? God knew that in the last days there will be deception. God knew many, many years ago that in the last days, people will lie. People will deceive one another. So he gave us the litmus test. The real test is by the fruits, not what they look like. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's the same standard. True Christians give birth to Christians. I say true Christians give birth to Christians. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter. How long you stay in church? How, how, how many years you've been in church? If you cannot point to anybody that you led to Christ, then three things are happening. You are either a false Christian, you are fake, or 
you are immature because immature people cannot reproduce or you are sick. Because sometimes people cannot reproduce because of sickness. Yeah. Blind. It's a test. Yeah. Because look, people are not people. People can lie. People can pretend. But it's time we assess. So as for God, he always assesses by the fruit. Hallelujah. That's what I was even saying earlier. Even spirituality. Spirituality has nothing to do with how loud your tongues is. I beg you. I beg you. I like your tongues. But it does not tell me whether you are spiritual or not. To, to show that you are spiritual or not, let's go to the Bible. The Bible says one. The Bible says, the Bible says one. You shall know them by their fruits. Isn't that the Bible say? Isn't that what the Bible said? You shall know them by what? So every area, you look for the fruit. And you can tell. And fortunately for us, God, the Bible also says that, and the fruit of the Spirit is, show it on the screen, and the, Galatians 5, 22, and the fruit of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit, I'm teaching you, please, but the fruit of the Spirit. So, church, listen to me carefully. He said, you shall know them by what? You shall know them by what? So, how do you know whether somebody is spiritual? I said, how do you know whether somebody is spiritual? Charles, do you understand? How do you know whether somebody is spiritual? And then, God be- and then he begins to list the fruit of the Spirit. So, it is, it's the one who demonstrates this thing who is spiritual. And the Bible says, and the fruit of the Spirit is what? So, your tongues does not show whether you are spiritual or not. It is your love. It is your love. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Do you love? Do you love? I won't would, I would even go over love because it, it defines love in the whole session. Joy. Joy. Do you, have a, do you have a joyous disposition? You are always moody. You are always cranky. You are always depressed. When people come around you, they are not happy. You know, some, some people, it's like, ah, it's like, it is a crime to smile around them. It's like you have sin to laugh around them. You are depressed. That doesn't mean I should also be depressed. Yeah. But if you are spiritual, if you are spiritual, it doesn't matter what is going around you. It's the joy that you produce that shows whether you are spiritual. Whether the word is up or down, you still have joy. That's what, that, that's what makes you spiritual. Peace. Your spirituality is determined by the peace around your life. Some of us are so agitated. My brother was like energizer battery. Every day. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. You need to calm down. The half and puffing is too much. If you are spiritual, listen, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, 
Things around you may not make sense, but you are at peace. It's not because, you see, it, it doesn't mean that everything is okay, but you are spiritual and that the things around does not move you. That's what makes you spiritual. You are at peace. Long-suffering. Spiritual people are long-suffering. Say after me. Long-suffering. That's actually the right way. It's not long-suffering. It's long-suffering. That is spiritual people. People who are spiritual... And long suffering, what is long suffering? Long suffering is long suffering. <laughs> There's no other definition for it. Long suffering is what? Yeah. It means the ability to stand irritation for a long time. <laughs> it's a message. So, so don't come and shabu okay. Rama sokoto. Listen to me. I don't take nonsense. <laughs> no, you you annul everything. Long suffering. Long suffering. It means you are living with a chronically irritating situation. I say you are living with a chronically irritating. Situation. That is why it takes a lot of spirituality to marry. You see, when I go there and you look at me, I see I'm like, as soon as I say that, people look at me like, but there is no situation that exposes you to long suffering more than marriage. If your friend at work annoys you, you don't see the person tomorrow, you don't care. If somebody irritates you on the road, you don't see the person again. Even in church, if somebody, even, 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 even in church, if I annoy a carol now, you won't see me again. Next, till next Sunday. So, so, I'm not the measure of your long suffering. The one who is a measure of your long suffering is him. How long can you tolerate him? So, how long, how long have you been married? So, after 24 years of marriage, I can say you are spiritual. <laughs> but then he said, what about me? <laughs> you are so spiritual. Because, I'm sure if you, if you talk to them privately, they will tell you that they have been highly irritated. Carol, I find it. I mentioned her maiden name before, because before Benoni met me, I knew her. Carol, I find it. Is that Carol, I find it? Yeah, years of, but you know, and the same with Mr. Commodore. Be Commodore. That's how it is. So, what I'm saying is, when you say 24 years, they may not speak in tongues a lot and shout, but it's a measure of spirituality. <laughs> Look, I cannot give any better example of Lord Sovereign than Maridu. Whether you like it or not. Some of you look at me like hypocrites. You see, don't be, don't be like a hypocrite. 
you are asking, you look at me, oh, Reverend, uh, we are cool in our marriage. Me too, I'm cool in my marriage, just like you, but you are. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you preach, eh, church members have always said, oh, maybe the pastor is suffering, oh, we are okay. Me, I'm suffering. Me, I'm suffering. I'm preaching about you. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, because I'm very spiritual, and she's very spiritual. Yeah. Long suffering, chronic irritation. Some of you cannot even live with a roommate. Every semester you change your roommate. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God is giving us that is why you cannot even become a shepherd. Oh, Reverend, this people they are annoying. How different are you? How different are you? You are the same. You understand? Spirituality involves long suffering. Amen. Hallelujah. Gentleness. You are gentle. And let me tell you something. There's a difference between being gentle and being stupid. People think that gentility, gentility is stupidity. There are two different things. The fact that somebody is not rough and is calm does not mean he's stupid. That's why some people don't know. No, no, no. The person is not stupid at all. He has a gentle disposition. That is why he's not responding to your nonsense. It does not mean he's stupid. <laughs> I'm preaching. It's the gentle disposition. Okay? That is why your annoying way. <laughs> you have to talk now. You can't talk now. You can't sleep. Then you are a, a man is tired of sleeping. You take up the bed sheet of the bed. Wake up, wake up. You have to talk now. You see? <laughs> a man is tired. He had just put the bed sheet over his head trying to sleep. Then you open the bed. Yeah, no, you can't sleep. No, no, this matter has to be solved now. I can't deal with it now. You have to wake up. You see, it's the gentleness that is not to kick you. <laughs> because the natural thing to do is to kick you but because of the fruit of the spirit he just get, so either he ignores you or gets up and walk out quietly it's not a fool it's the fruit of the spirit He's gentle. <laughs> gentle. He's a gentleman. Gentle. He's a gentleman. Listen to me. You have to talk now. You have to talk now. This thing cannot go on again. It's enough. I've had enough of you and you. <laughs> and let all the wives say. I said, let all the wives say. That's all. That's the only reason. Goodness. Let me continue. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. You know them by their fruits. Amen. You only know by their fruits. Hallelujah. He said, one, he's blind. And number two, 
is short-sighted. To be short-sighted means you go back to our verse, First Peter. It means you cannot see far. Short-sighted means what? Oh, preach, 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 preach. Why are you so quiet today? Am I preaching something wrong? All the messages. It's good. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not preaching a good because my purpose is to make you good, productive, beneficial, mature, blessed Christians. Yeah. Short-sighted. Short-sighted means you can't see far. It means anything far you can't see. Which is, I, I wear glasses because I can't see far. But I, I, I mean, I can read. Without glasses. The opposite of my wife. My wife needs glasses to read. Which comes with old age. I'm young. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, mommy. Is, is that, uh? Are you a doctor? Isn't that short? Uh, huh? Yeah. That's old age. Yeah. But long sighted has nothing to do with old age. Yeah. So I have the young people one. I have the young. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Short-sighted. Short-sighted means that you can't see far. So you need glasses to see far. And near-sighted means you can't see f- whatever. <laughs> okay. You understand what I'm saying? And the Bible said that you are short-sighted. You can't see far. The reason why you don't think about souls, you don't think about eternity, is because you cannot see far. Listen to me. It is, you see, that thing that, you see, there was a joke. There was a joke by a comedian. I don't think far. <laughs> Who saw that? Yeah? What, so what, so what do you say? I don't think far. Listen to me. Listen to me. Knocking your head and say, I don't think far can only be a joke. In real life, you have to think far. It can only be a, a joke to laugh at. I don't think far. But in real life, you have to think far. Because there's, there are consequences for being short-sighted. You pay a bigger price if you are short-sighted. You have to think of the long-term effect. It's only in jokes. Ah, what, what did I guy say? And no... <laughs> And no, and no, that's why I don't understand. I don't think far. You look, it is only a comedy. In real life, you better learn to think far. You have to learn to think about the consequences. Hallelujah. The, think of the, the long, think about the long-term effect of your action. Yeah. Don't be short-sighted. I said, don't be short-sighted. Don't say that. See, think about. Oh, I'm preaching to you. See, think about the long-term effect of your decision to walk out of this marriage. Yes, you get your freedom and your liberty, but the long-term effect is that where will the child go? I don't think far. I can't deal with this anymore. No, fine. But what is the long-term effect?
if you thought far, you will have endured. I am preaching to you. Don't look at me. So I'm preaching to you. If you thought far, you will have endured. And the endurance will have been better for you in the long run. Don't be so excited. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, if you thought far, if you were thinking far of the consequences, you would not have removed your pants and slept with that woman who's not your wife. I didn't think far. You are only interested in the immediate pleasure. But if you are thought far, you will have thought that the Bible says, by the means of an adulterous woman, a man is reduced to a piece of bread. If you have thought of who you are now, and that you can become a piece of bread, a slice of bread, you will have zipped it up. But you don't think far. I say you don't think far. Short-sighted. Yeah. You don't think far. You are bringing your whole life down. Your whole career down. Your whole family down. Your whole ministry, your job, your profession down because of some skimpy thing in the skirt. No, how long does it last? Two minutes. Maximum five. But you have brought everything down. Because you don't think far. Oh, I'm preaching to you. May you think far. I say, may you think far. Short-sighted. You don't think far. That's why you don't want to go to school. I say, you don't think far. That's why you don't want to go to school. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm preaching. If you have thought far, you have gone to school. But you don't think far. I was recently talking to a, a, a gentleman. He has just moved from Ghana here. And the degree that, the degree that he had is really not easily comfortable. So he has to repeat the course. And he was telling me, oh, you know, Reverend, you know, the way it is, you know, it's like I have to do this whole thing again. And before I can really settle but because of that, I'm not thinking of doing that. I just want to go and get some, some, find something else to do so that I can get some money. And I asked him, that, how long is the course? And he said, three years. Yeah. Then, and I asked him that, how long do you intend to work in life? Is it also you don't think far? So, on the average, everybody works for about 20 to 30 years. 30, 30 years. I said, so I asked him that, would you rather sacrifice three years and do 27 years of what you like or just ignore it and do 30 years of what you don't enjoy because when you don't go to the school you are going to work, but going to work in a field that you don't enjoy for 30 years, whereas if you sacrifice to go to school now, it's only 3 years now, you will do 27 years of what you like, which one is your choice? He said, ah, Reverend, I didn't think about it, it was ah I was riding with him on Sunday. He just said, ah, oh, Reverend. I was driving with him. He said, oh, Reverend. I said, you have not thought about it. You don't think fast. Because your working life is about 30 years. And if you don't get the right degree, it means for 30 years, you're going to do something you don't enjoy. You don't feel like going to work. You will change jobs several times. But if you had done the right thing, sacrifice for the three years, for the 27 years, you'll be doing what you like. 
there, go there. I'm, immediately, I'm, I'm, this was last week. I was riding with a young man. Immediately said, Reverend, I've never thought about it that way. I said, you have never thought about it that way. Immediately he enrolled. I said this. Think far. If you think about it, you go to school. Yeah. If you think far, you will go to school. Have you considered how long people work? And do you know what it means to be in a profession that you don't enjoy? It is equivalent to a, a lifetime, sen- lifetime sentence. Everyone, when you're going to work, you're annoyed. When you're going to work, you're annoyed. So whatever it takes to study to pass that degree, I want you to pass it now. That is why I'm doing a graduation ceremony today. Think far. Hallelujah. You see, I have many examples. You see, there's something called, you see, don't be like Esau. Okay? Don't be like Esau. Esau in the Bible. Who the Bible said for a morsel of bread sold his birthright. Because Esau said, I'm hungry. I want to eat. I can't wait. Jacob said, listen to me. If you want to eat, then I have this soup. You give me your birthright, I give it to you. He said, what the heck? It's a birthright. I'm hungry now. I need to eat and live. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee of your right? No, give me the soup. And the Bible calls him a whore. Listen, there is something called the principle of delayed gratification. It's all like the principle of delayed gratification. I want it and I want it now. And it cost him. The Bible says he sought after it with tears, but he couldn't get it. The Esau syndrome. You want it now. You can't wait. You can't wait. I have so look. Talk to me more. I'll give you more counsel. Not even in one-on-one. I can't say in public. I was told a young man. I said, listen to me. Where, how much are you earning? Instead of going to school to better your education, you have gone to buy a land in your hometown and you are building. So because they need money to build, listen to me, I am not discrediting any profession. Because they need money to build, Instead of him, his friends were going to school. They all finished school in Ghana. His friends were continuing to go to school. He started, I mean, please understand what I'm saying. He started driving a car because he wanted instant money. So he can get money to build. So I asked him that, how long can you do this work? How long? How long? And like, prophetically speaking, it came to pass. His colleagues became pharmacists. Both two of them became pharmacists. Because when we came, so we were all fresh. And he had a big screen television. We go and sit in the house, plasma. And we'll be laughing. One bus, we were all laughing at him. The rest of them didn't have nothing. Because we were all going to school. But he decided to make quick money. He, could, he did not understand the principle of delayed gratification. And down the years, it has changed. You are drinking tea too early. Too early. Look, there's something called that. Principle, you see, learn to see far. 
I said what? I'll conclude by saying that, you see, I'll conclude by telling you that your blessing or your possession depends on how far you can see. Yep. I said, yep. I said, yep. Yeah. Don't be selfish. Your blessing. Your blessing. Your blessing. Why do I say that? God told Abraham, get out of your country. Go out. Look at the sky. As far as far as you can see, I have given it to you. So if Abraham saw only here, this is where he got. If you saw up to where Benoni was sitting, this is where he got. If you saw where George was sitting, this is where he got. So how far you see will determine how much you get. Don't be short-sighted. Yeah. You see, don't be selfish. Don't be short-sighted. A selfish person thinks about himself and nobody else. An immediate need. Which is the typical story of most African leaders. African leaders are selfish. That is why their regime don't last. Don't be selfish. Is somebody hearing me? How far can you see? How far? How far? Let us learn to see far. I say, let us learn to see far. I say, let us learn to see far. I'm talking about eternity again. You see, if you see far, the Bible says that they that win souls are wise, and they shall shine as stars in the heaven. If you think about eternity, soul winning will become a priority. Because it's not about going to heaven, but if you go to heaven, where will you sit? A lot of us say, I'm born again, I'm born again, I'm okay. You are okay, but where will you be in eternity? Will you, are you going to shine like a star? And if you think being in the lower class on earth is painful, then I don't know what it will be to be in the lower class in heaven, because that one is eternity. You'll be in the lower class forever and ever and ever. You have never thought about it. If you think being in the lower class on earth is painful, how much more lower class in heaven where it is eternity? So the Bible has told that if you don't want to be in the lower class, if you are thinking about eternity, then be a soul winner. For they that win souls are wise and they shall shine like the stars in the firmament. Listen to me. May we be food bearing. May we think far. May God take away all short-sightedness. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Open your eyes. May our eyes be open. Open. Oh, yes, Lord. Our eyes be open. Open the eyes of my eyes. Think far. 
Oh, I want to see you. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Open my eyes, Lord. Father, we thank you this afternoon. Father, I want us to pray. Is it pray against these threatens? Pray against blindness. Pray against being short-sighted. And pray against being forgetful. Let us pray. Pray for yourself. I want us to pray. Spend some few minutes praying. God, let me not be blind. Let me not be blind. Let me not be blind. Let me not be short-sighted. Oh, and forgetful of God about salvation, about eternity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. Deliver us from blindness. May we not be blind. May we not be blind. May we not be blind to the reality of heaven and hell. May heaven be real to us. May hell be real to us. Father, may we not be short-sighted. Deliver us from not thinking far. Deliver us from not thinking of the long-term consequences. And Lord, may we not be forgetful. Forgetful from where we have come from. How we were saved. Who we were some time ago that now we have changed. May we not be forgetful. How far you have brought us, Lord. May we not forget. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May soul winning never leave our memory. From today. From today. From today. May we always be conscious of eternity. In Jesus' name. Amen. With every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here, you are not born again. I'm talking about eternity. The Bible said, I watch Charlie prophet a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Please, so for no for a brief moment, no movement. You are not born again. You are not saved. You don't believe in Jesus. You don't know Jesus. You do not know Jesus Christ. Please, please, just no movement for now. I want to pray for everybody here. Lift up your hand. No, no put your hand down first. You want to be born again? Lift up your hand. You are not saved. Lift up your hand. I want to make sure first. The Lord is calling. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this afternoon for salvation. May altar calls in this church give birth to people to be born again. Every Sunday, may we have not more than five people giving their life to Christ. May we be a soul-winning church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Listen. Yes, I'm going to say. Oh, brother, you gave your life to Christ. God bless you. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com. 
and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.